Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food. I'm your host, Stephanie Velarkis, accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist and director of The Dietologist, an Australian-based practice focused on optimizing fertility through nutrition. This podcast will bring you snack-sized episodes for you to learn, grow, and be inspired by the latest research, facts, and practical lifestyle tips about eating well for optimal fertility, helping you cut through the confusion and myths to take back some of the control on your fertility journey, one bite at a time. Welcome back to another episode of Fertility Friendly Food. In today's episode, I will be talking to you about why omega-3s are so important when it comes to fertility, preconception health, and pregnancy as well. This is by far one of my favorite topics and is one that I pretty much talk about every single day with my clients. So I thought it would be a really relevant one for the podcast. Let's get straight into it. What are omega-3 fatty acids? Well, there are two main types of polyunsaturated fatty acids, omega-3s being one and the other being omega-6s. A polyunsaturated fat is a fat that has multiple double bonds, which is a type of chemical bond, which leads to it being a liquid at room temperature, much like monounsaturated fats like extra virgin olive oil and nut and seed oils, to name a few. Omega-3s just basically have their double bond positioned at the third position away from the fatty acid tail, which is way too much chemistry, but just in case you were interested. (laughs) Within the category of omega-3 fatty acids, there are a few types. So within this group, we've got ALA or alpha-linolenic acid. We've got EPA and DHA, which are our two marine sources of omega-3s. So why are omega-3s so important? Well, we know omega-3 fatty acids are important to support cardiovascular or heart health and are really a key part of the Mediterranean dietary pattern, which, you know, I am a big fan of. But why is it so beneficial for fertility and preconception health in particular? First things first, we think it might be really helpful for eggs in terms of their quality and even reserve. So just as a bit of a recap, as females, we carry all the eggs we'll ever have from when we were in our mum's tummies to the present day. However, that 90-day period prior to ovulation is that last bit of maturation that happens to the egg where it gets really large in preparation for ovulation, where we think it's most sensitive to environmental and dietary exposures, which can cause damage to the egg quality and the DNA that's within the egg. Now, we know that omega-3 fatty acids can have a slight anti-inflammatory effect, particularly when they're higher than omega-6 fatty acids, saturated fats, and other fats as well. So this could be potentially beneficial to protect the egg from damage by protecting it from inflammatory environments. So this is particularly important for those who are pursuing any kind of conception pathway, whether that be unassisted, IUI, IVF, IVF with ICSI. Omega-3s are going to be important wherever you are using your eggs to conceive. 
Now, there has also been some interesting research conducted on mice showing that those who had higher omega-3s compared to omega-6s had a protective effect against the natural decline in ovarian reserve that's associated with aging. So like I said, we're born with all the eggs we'll ever have, but they decline over the years of our life and this starts to accelerate as we get older and finally we reach menopause. Now, This is a natural process that we simply are yet to work out how to stop, but potentially a great omega-3 status could be helpful in mitigating this ovarian reserve decline. However, this research has only been done in mice at this stage, so we can't necessarily lift that straight out and apply it to humans just yet. But it's certainly a good reason why we should all be optimizing our omega-3 intake, irrespective of where we're at on our trying to conceive journey. It's something we should all be working towards for general health and well-being as well. Now, let's talk a little bit about the men for a second. Male preconception health may also be another particular benefit of incorporating more omega-3s into the diet or supplement plan. So there has been some research that has looked at a potential benefit to semen quality parameters in those who had infertility and men from couples seeking fertility treatment. So this could be another important factor and the mechanism that is proposed to connect these two dots is very, very similar to that of the equality. So we know that the production of sperm happens within about a 64 to 72 day window. So optimizing omega-3s in that three months leading up to conception in particular and even longer can help support optimal sperm quality by protecting it from DNA damage and inflammatory markers that could be floating around trying to harm sperm quality. So what about pregnancy? There are quite a few research benefits when it comes to pregnancy and omega-3s. So the first is preterm labor prevention. So a study that was conducted showed that women in the lowest group of omega-3 intakes were at a 10-fold increased risk of preterm delivery, which was defined as delivering a baby before 34 weeks. Now, of course, this is an association and not a causal link. And we know that obviously we want to try and minimize our risks of preterm delivery. And there are so many complex factors that go into an early or preterm delivery that are way beyond just nutrition. But I think this is some an interesting point nonetheless. And particularly if you've had a history of preterm delivery, this might be something as well that you want to pay attention to alongside the other recommendations given to you by your care team as well. The main bit of research that's come out in pregnancy and omega-3s is around the role of DHA, one of the long-chain marine-based omega-3 fatty acids, which specifically helps to support baby's brain and eye development too. Now, it's really important to check with your obstetrician or doctor to ensure it doesn't interfere with your medications or other conditions, and it's usually recommended to stop fish oil when you're getting closer to delivery. The exact kind of week would be dependent on how your pregnancy is progressing, but that's definitely a great question to ask your doctor. So by now, I hope you can appreciate how 
wondrous this fatty acid can be when it comes to fertility and pregnancy health for women and men. And I wanted to talk you through about where you can get this in your diet. So some of the key vegetarian sources of omega-3s, so the ALA form, include flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, flaxseed oil or linseed oil, soybeans, tofu, and other soy products, as well as hemp seeds. Now, remember your body's ability to convert ALA into EPA and DHA, which have that more potent anti-inflammatory effect is going to be limited to around four to 12%. EPA and DHA are mostly found in marine sources, namely oily fish. So this includes salmon, ocean trout, mackerel, sardines, herring, anchovies, and also caviar if you're feeling a little bit fancy. I would suggest regularly including a mixture of EPA and DHA rich foods at least two to three times per week. So two to three fish meals a week of about 150 gram serving and ALA-rich foods as well, because they do carry benefits even if there isn't much of a conversion over to that EPA and DHA, which has that more potent anti-inflammatory effect. Now, it's important to remember that we want to be choosing fish that are low in mercury. So we want to be avoiding very, very large fish where mercury could have accumulated because this will become accumulated in our bodies, which can be harmful to our reproductive and general health. So we want to avoid large fish such as shark or flake, orange roughy, catfish, marlin, and broadbill or swordfish. Now, Within your local area, there may be different mercury-rich fish, so consult those guidelines as well. And I just wanted to emphasize that salmon is not considered a mercury-rich fish, and neither is tuna. Most of the white fishes do have some EPA and DHA in them, but not a lot. It is going to be those oily fish that carry the most benefit when it comes to omega-3s. So should you be considering supplementing with omega-3s? Well, about 20% of Australians meet their omega-3 requirements and only 10% meet their DHA requirements. That isn't a lot. And these needs do start to increase in pregnancy. So we're even less likely to be hitting the mark then. About 12% of Australians actually already take a fish oil supplement too. Now, there is some discrepancy between the Australian guidelines around what is considered ideal for omega-3s and the American Pregnancy Association guidelines. Interestingly, the American Pregnancy Association recommends at least 300 milligrams of DHA specifically throughout pregnancy, whereas the Australian guidelines are recommending 115 milligrams from a combined EPA, DHA, and other long-chain omega-3s, which increases slightly more in breastfeeding to 145 milligrams. So it is a bit of a discrepancy when you really look at it. And with more and more research kind of supporting that 300 milligram DHA target, my preference is to shoot for that. First and foremost, from a dietary perspective, of course, if you don't eat fish, you're a vegetarian or vegan, or you abstain from fish for religious reasons, I think it would be very, very wise to consider with your healthcare provider an omega-3 supplement. 
Now, when you're looking at supplementation for vegan and vegetarian options, I would have a look at the algae-based oils for your DHA and EPA needs. Lots of vegan omega-3s are flaxseed oil based, which will mean you're just getting a nice big dose of ALA, which is fantastic. But remember, it's not going to be really converted into those other forms of omega-3 that we really actually need to have that egg and sperm quality benefit and to have that benefit to baby's brain and eye development. So we really want to make sure that if you're choosing a vegan or vegetarian option, it's an algae based omega-3. If you're not vegan or vegetarian, you're open to having fish oil, I would recommend fish oil from small, low mercury fish such as sardines and anchovies and make sure that the brand that you choose has been tested for its mercury levels to be below a certain cutoff and really making sure that that is there so you can feel confident that you are not being exposed to any mercury because at the end of the day it is condensed into a little capsule from lots of different fish so we want to try and minimize that risk as much as possible if you'd like a customized recommendation of what omega-3 product might suit you in the scheme of your history and health this is exactly why we designed our 30 minute prenatal supplementation consults this is a quick online session with me or the team where we review key parts of your history and design a bespoke supplementation plan for you if you'd like to learn more about this i'll leave a link in the show notes for you to check it out and get booked in Now, that is a wrap on this episode. Before I go, though, I did want to invite you to my free fertility masterclass, which is now available for you to watch. Inside this 60-minute masterclass, I talk you through the top four fertility diet mistakes I see my clients making and what to do instead using my practical nutrition strategies that I use with my one-on-one clients every single day. Spots do fill up quickly though, so be sure to save your seat using the link in the show notes below and I can't wait to see you there. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts and share with your partner, friends or family. And until the next episode, bye.